0: Miss Dr. Casey for joining the show and I definitely am I was totally intrigued by all the things that you do the certified um, life coach um, teaching about sex and love and commitment enhancement life enhancement oh my goodness I was definitely intrigued by all the things that you do so please Enlighten us, give us more about the things that you actually do.
1: So um, my primary focus as a life coach is to enhance and er enrich the community. And I do that. um, Currently, my biggest thing that I do is provide content online so that people can listen to uh, my professional opinion about different topics and scenarios that they will likely be able to relate to. So, that they have a better perspective and broaden their thinking patterns around certain areas and topics. So, um, right now, I have um, about 650,000 views on Vimeo on Speaking Freedom TV. I don't like to say this, but it doesn't mean anything because I don't know what it means just yet. Like I don't see anything physically. It's just telling me that I have these views. So it means something, I'm sure. Um, but it, 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 it doesn't seem like it has no real um, solid significance yet. Um, but doing it allows me to be able to offer people free advice um, without having to charge hourly now in some instances and aspects I do offer people help and advice and I still don't necessarily charge up until this point I've always allowed people to um glean from my ideals my perspective and then their um, role is to give back into the community so the more money you make the more money you have the more you have to do out of your pocket to the community and my um, my rule is that it cannot be your own foundation. It has to be a foundation that is outside of just helping yourself or helping people in your family. So um, it has been I think it's been successful. Um, my only my only problem, um, if it would be one is that I've always told people not to tag me or or, or post me or you know connect me to things. Uh-huh. And long term it it I don't want it didn't backfire because the people that know me and are aware of me they are my core foundation uh-huh. but it hasn't brought me a lot of publicity when it comes to selling things you know but the grand scheme and the concept is to kind of be unseen. Um, mostly but I know in order for things to be really successful I have to come out of the backdrop. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true, that's true because I was going to ask how has it affected you since you've asked not to be posted or tagged in anything And because that's, I mean, being that we are the type of people that actually speak out and we're looking to help other people because I also ask that people just donate Just donate to the cause that I'm actually, you know, talking to you about with um, YTP Gentlemen's Club, which is a virtual gentlemen's club. It's co-ed, and a lot of people are actually attending. We just reached over twenty thousand just as of yesterday, and it's been a blessing to know that so many people are actually paying attention to it. But I haven't asked anybody to uh, tag me or anything like that. People just naturally took it upon themselves to actually do it, which I'm fine with that.
1: (laughs) It has kind of been, it's good and bad. So um, I'm a disabled veteran. I have post-traumatic stress disorder. um, And I have Graves' disease, which is really a stress-induced thing where your thyroid makes your metabolism speed up extremely. Um, And it's the opposite of when people gain weight and can't lose weight because their thyroid is so slow. Um, so my goal over the last 10 years has been to reduce everything related to stress, yeah. which means really I can't do much because it's not too many things in life that doesn't have stress involved. Um. But I also am really big on my privacy. So when I go places, if I'm with you, then we're together and people see us together. But I don't do a whole lot of posting. I don't do a lot of cloud chasing. And like I know a lot of people and people a lot of people know me, but it's rare that you'll see me in a picture with somebody unless it's like, um, I think I got a um a um picture with like Jermaine Dupree. I have a picture with um uh DMC from Run DMC, <laughs> you know, like people that's like <laughs> come on, you know. <laughs> um but I am not one that's trying to get in everybody's pictures when people do videos I'm always like hold on you know because I don't know where you're going to post it and I don't know what in what context it's going to be posted in but I like to be places where I can just like if you know me because you know me then great but if like I don't want to be where I can't I I would never want to be Beyonce (laughs) I would never want to be Chris Brown famous to where I can't even go and do regular things and have peace about it. So that was some of the reason but you know um, I think it works. It's very tricky um, because the way it started out is I would post something and then I would look to see who was viewing my Uh post by seeing what they post. So if I post one thing and then you post something related to what I said or something that Um, using a keyword or something that that we both know that I'm talking about or you're talking about, then it's a way to maintain um, a very public communication pattern in a very private way. So I call it public privacy because I've actually helped a lot of celebrities. Um, I've just given advice, unsolicited advice. It wasn't like they was asking for advice, but I remember one time um, Rev Run was, it was probably about 2013, 2014, and he was um, getting ready for his anniversary, and I was like, you should do like a 51st dates type thing, like all of the things in the beginning that just made your relationship like sparkle, right. and after that, I he did it, and it worked, and then it was just, so it's like an undercover type of um, vibe that I have, because I help, I like to help people. But I don't always talk about how I help people, especially because I've talked about, um, like, I talk about relationships a lot. I talk about a lot of different things. So if I'm talking about a relationship or relationship dilemmas, um, I could be talking specifically to somebody that's in this problem. But I, I'm saying it in a way to where anybody could listen to it and be able to learn from it and profit from it in most cases so um it's been it's tricky because now i'm over it i don't even feel like trying to decipher what everybody is tr- talking you know like it's just I, now life has kind of moved along and when i'm creating content now i'm not talking and giving ideas like i, I used to say oh this would be a good movie or if this movie had this right like, here did and, yes. and then it would happen and it's been so often to where I think more people know me than I'm aware of because I literally would go up under people's comments or make posts and be like, um, so the Babysitter's Club, before the movie came out again, I used to talk about, man, this would be a good movie to come out again because it was such a good movie. And it's been so many instances of even that. I remember um, before um, the last, uh, it's a fast spinoff with uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Before they did the Hobbs and Shaw off of Fast and Furious, I, I made a post. I, I pulled I, uh, pull it up and I posted it on my Facebook sometimes. So I was like, man, if they got a, a like a superhero type of uh, character, that would be so dope. And I mean, literally, they got Idris Alba to play this superhuman character. That worked. And so, but things like that. I used to get excited about the little things, but those little things don't excite me no more. Like um, if you watch Tomorrowland, um, it's a a white girl um, playing the role of Casey. Her name is Casey in the movie. And she's like into, um, she's into like uh, the future. It's like, she's going back and forth in the future. And it's some things that like the type of information that I talk about, um, there's another movie I'll tell you this one and I'm gonna stop talking about this. Um, um, so I liked um Unbreakable. You remember the movie Unbreakable? Yes. And then they came out with uh, split. Yeah. So literally the girl split the girl name, the main character is Casey. Yes. And the 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 guy character name is Wendell, uh-huh. my ex-husband's name. <laughs> is window and he really, like, had a split personality type thing. Like, oh my he was the very depiction of what they showed because he was, like, he would lie a lot, and then he would, like, it would just be, like, so. Oh, my goodness. So a lot of times it'd be, like, I like it, but now I am at a place in my life where I'm doing the interviews. I'm really trying to do more on the forefront. Mm -hmm. So trying to transition from the background to the forefront is a little bit, because I'm still like, um, I started uh, doing Uber. So just as something to do, like I sit in the house a lot. I've been having hip problems because I've been sitting on the couch so much. So I was like, okay, let me try to do something. Mm -hmm. And when I went out to do it, Um, I wanted to put these signs. I got magnetic signs for my car door. But then I don't want to ever put the magnetic signs on my car because I don't want people to know it's me in the car. It's like, if I could pay somebody else to put the magnetic signs on their car, it would be great. Because I don't want to ride around with because it's me on the inside. So if you really know me, then, you know, I don't know. I have problems in that area. That's that's where I struggle.
0: I can actually relate to that part because literally, I work School bus company and there was this lady who came to that she was like, I know you I know you from somewhere and I just like <laughs> I get that a lot that's what I told mm-hmm, her, like, mm-hmm. I get that a lot and she was just like I know you, I know you I know you from somewhere, and I was like I don't know what to tell you but I'm just the average guy, that's all I'm just the average guy, and she was just like She's
1: like,
0: oh, <laughs> I know you're somewhere, And I'm just saying, like, okay. So even when I'm doing um, Uber, at first I was doing Uber, and a lot of people would be like, you look so familiar. You look so familiar. And I'm just like, just an average guy. Mm-hmm. Not from, See, here. At- from a different state.
1: <laughs> it is. It's like... Cause some people want a lot of attention. Some people like they crave attention. Like they cannot survive without attention. And as both males and females, they do stuff just so that people can talk about them. And for me, that's so unattractive. Like, oh my God, like can you just be normal? Like just have a pride. Do you do anything that so um it's I like it's like the public privacy thing is so big because I don't mind people knowing who I am it's been a lot of times I would be in a grocery store and somebody would say something or it would be something to date like to you know like yeah I see you and that's cool but I just there is a certain level so it's good the things that have worked have worked good in the aspect of maintaining my privacy um, and not becoming too big for my own stress levels Um, but, um, it's, and it's cool when people, when I know people recognize me from little things they do. Um, but again, when it's time to really grow, um, from going from not having all the certifications that I have and just being who I am Mm -hmm. to now, okay, I'm still who I am, but now I've added these certifications so we can go somewhere else. And that's the transition because, I mean, I was just talking to my friend, like, I wanted, it's a lot of things that I want to do, but I've got so much anxiety that it's making me not do anything, but I need to do something so that I'm not just not doing nothing. He's like, oh, God, here you go, speaking in riddles again. And I'm like, no, I'm just saying, like.
0: <laughs> I, my suggestion would be to overcome your fears a little bit at a time because that right there would actually help. And, and I've given this same advice to other people and, and I'm like you, I'm not literally trying to be in the public's eye, but I do want my information out there. And I'm mm-hmm. telling people, like, if you just do a little bit, like say for example, like right now, you're doing an interview and I greatly appreciate that. I'm humble with the interview, definitely. And then maybe your next phase would be to do something at least one time not to overindulge in it, but do it one time and just see how that actually works out for you. And over time, I'm pretty sure it will be a progressive state because part of it is mental, you know. Mm-hmm. So it will be Most a progressive state to where you're actually overcoming more than what you even see yourself doing.
1: And you know what? Honestly, I think that I've overcome a lot more than I give myself credit for because I've been doing these interviews for probably, um, it'll be a year in September. Um, that I've been doing interviews. So I have broadened my perspective and horizons to doing that. Um, and I think for the next phases, I want to do some actual speaking engagements because back in 2006, when I first – I did – wrote my first book in 2006. When I wrote this, I used to do speaking engagements. I would go out to high schools, and it was kind of, like, sprung on me. I, I always say God set me up because I was going – for um career day to watch somebody else do his thing on career day and it was like hey um we need somebody else can you and I was like uh okay and from there I mean that's when I first started getting paid to speak but I got married and then I told you how that was so it just it kind of depleted me in so many ways and um so now trying to get back to that point um, but the thing, my biggest thing is that in the culture that we live in right now, I don't want to be just another person out here trying to get people's money to, to, to learn something that, um, as of right now, didn't cost me a whole lot to learn. Like before I started getting these new certificates, uh, when I just had my degree, um, I, I was like, well, I got it for free because um, all of my student loans got forgiven. So I was like, how do I look charging somebody for something that God gave me for free? And and now it's like I still feel that way. But I also understand that people think that for whatever reason, if people find it to be expensive, they want it more versus if somebody's just trying to help you for free like i am not trying to help you because i want something from you i really want to get this information to you but people don't receive it when it's done like that and it blows my mind because it's like listen if somebody wanted to help me for free matter of fact i've gotten upset with people for not giving me information, like, t- just telling me stuff that I needed to know yes. because I needed to know it. Like, just if I need to know it, just tell me. And like, yes. whether I receive it at the time or not, is something that's essential that will help me grow. Let exactly. me know.
0: Exactly. Yeah, And those are the things that I actually focus on when I'm um, doing mentorship. Um, I actually talk to a bunch of people and I focus on just getting the information out. One of my mottos is, if I can reach at least one person mm-hmm. per month, and that one person shares that information, then I feel like I've done my job. As long as that information is being shared, I feel like I've done my job. And I'm not looking to charge people, because even with my Gentleman's Club online, it's, it's free. Uh, anybody can join. Come on down. i got a tons of information, and I just want to get that information out there and again just as you stated i do see where a lot of people want things they like man you should be charging for this you should charge this for that you should charge this for that okay so maybe i need to rethink or take a look at the demographics and see who should be charged and who shouldn't be charged since that's since that's the way you all seem to look at it you know (laughs) and And, and it
1: it it, it is um and that that reevaluation is the hardest part because my core values are still my core values and you know like and i could i could try to change just to appease but it really goes if it goes against my core values it really pains me to do it you know what i'm saying so it is um i see this as ministry whether i'm talking about sex or whether I'm talking about love, relationships, whether I'm talking about healing your soul, um, because even when I talk about souls, uh, sex, it's on a soul level because um, that energy that you experience during sex, regardless if you have feelings or catch feelings or whatever, there is still a soul exchange. Now, I'm not talking about soul ties because soul ties are not limited to sex. It's some females that you probably... It's a, I have female friends that I've given advice to. They pour, they dump, they dump, they dump on all their problems. And now I am attached to their soul emotionally more than I've ever been attached to any man physically, you know what I'm saying, because of sex. And people only equate soul ties to sex. And it's the the biggest foul-up ever because literally you could be friends with a person and be yes. more connected to their soul than somebody you've had sex with.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is so true. I talk about those things sometimes too. So I'm very very familiar with the whole um, soulmates, soul ties, the um, soulful experiences, mm-hmm. um, the attachments. i things. You actually had something in your um, information that I was very curious about when you stated mm-hmm. you love gang affiliations. Can you elaborate more on that?
1: Okay, so love gang um, is really just, if I've helped you, then we're like I don't, I never want to get hit with a RICO charge. <laughs> Or um, any type of gang uh, SWAT things. But it's really like once I've helped you, once I've poured love into you, once I have, whether you have used a verse, a line, um, an ideal, whatever it is that I have uh, contributed to you. You are now a part of my crew, like in the sense of your, your job is to spread the message that has been shared with you, that has blessed you. And once you do that, whether it's in your music, whether it's in your life, I mean, like, it will imply the same thing that you just said. If I can help one person, and and this is the reason why I was very content in the beginning with don't mention me, don't say nothing, don't tag me. Even if we know each other personally, Uh like, I go out and I won't... Like, I'll say hi, but I'm not trying to, like, be (laughs) up under, like, just because you're famous or nothing like that. But um, it makes people um accountable because if i've helped you and you know that i've helped you and you don't do what like you owe down like yeah. if you don't pay what you owe then it, it's not good and i can't explain it because it's um i have a um, a verse that i wrote um over a cash doll i was listening to cash doll and i was like you know i'm like that's god's doctor in the street the Holy Ghost used me to set them free. If love is the new religion, um, the haters sit in, we stay winning, just handling God's business. We ain't tripping, no bread to be dipping, disloyalty get you dead to me missing. So the 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 basis of the verse is we're love we gonna stick to love it don't mean we're gonna be passive it don't mean we're gonna let people bully us pick on us or do anything crazy to us but the basis of our foundation is love now love comes with vengeance love comes with correction love comes with a lot of things so um and if that's the religion that i because i don't subscribe to christianity um i i i just don't so my religion is love. That was, that's what Jesus said. That was the last thing he said. He didn't say nothing about being no Christian. He said love. So if we're going to go off of Jesus, then we're going to love. And um, so if that's the religion, then anything that you do that's hateful, if you hurt people on purpose, if you're doing stuff that is, you know, like that will te- tear a person down, then that's sin. It's not if you out here, or you know, you clubbing or drinking or smoking, you could do whatever you want to yeah. as long as you exhibit love. Um, and then because there is no financial exchange, because no celebrities pay me, they can't tell me to say what they want me to say. They can't, you know, a lot of times uh, people be in your pocket. And so now you're like, well, I can't say this like this, or I can't do that like that. Now I gotta <laughs> critique what I'm saying because they ain't gonna wanna pay me. So if if you remove all of that and the only thing that you stand on is loyalty and having a solid foundation, then as a a unit, regardless of how how far out you are, wherever it is that I might reach, those 650,000 people, if they go out and they apply the things that they've heard and they exhibit those things, a lot of people have... um, Uh, angel wings or hearts with angel wings you might see a lot of hearts more now all of those people are in some way shape or form affiliated with speaking freedom and love gang i have um most of my uh tattoos have hearts or hearts with wings um and so when you see it it's kind of just know they gang gang now they might not say it in a way that is like because they're not supposed to it's like when you really in the mob you can't go around and say, hey, I'm in the mob. You know, I mean, you can. That's why people in jail now, though, because they be talking. <laughs> but because I don't do anything financially with people, because I'm not tied into anything that's crazy, um, I can mention. I can talk about what I do all day, but they're not. It's almost like I said, with they're not allowed to post me. Like, um, the people that was in the mob, they was not the ones that you really seen, seen. They, they was, you know behind the scenes doing things in, in which other people carry it out and, and so the what people carry out when they're affiliated with love game when they've grown in some type of way it is like you know you got to get information you got to um do the things that you know are in alignment with what we are about and it's really just passing the message of love helping people as much as possible and um if I help you, then you should be helping somebody too.
0: Yes indeed. Yeah.
1: Especially if you have the means to do so. So um that that man, it it is refreshing to talk about, but it's very rare that you catch me in in, in this conversation. Cause I don't never talk about um the intricate details of everything just because um I just I hadn't. It's it's almost unbelievable Um, to an extent because you just like, yeah, right, but I can always show you things that will support what I'm saying. But if you're not paying attention, you're not supposed to understand in the first place. And that's the part. That's the way I like it because those who know, if you really know, like if you follow me and you know, and you follow other people, you'll start seeing the trends. Uh-huh. But if you don't, if you're not supposed to know, then it's not for you anyway. So it keeps That's people true. out the mix a little bit.
0: That is true. I kind of feel that way because my book, um, Redeemed Love, the purpose of my book, and I explain this to a lot of people, the purpose of my book is about uh, helping to. Put the love back into the relationships. For women, it's, a, it's more so something that they can read, something inspiring, and also a message that states that there is someone out here that understands the things that women go through. For the men, on the flip side, it's more so about teaching you through the messages in my poems about how to put the love back in the relationship identifying different things that happens in the relationship which push you in the positions that you end up in most of the time and also teaching you how to talk to women again, how to respect the women again. And I'm not a firm believer of not putting your hands on women. I'm a firm believer of not abusing women. Because to me when somebody says, Don't put your hands on that woman, I'm like I totally disagree with you because I'm going to show her forms of affection. I'm going to give her a massage. I'm going to give her a hug. I'm going to, you know, do things that would indicate that I truly love this woman. So don't put your hands on a woman. I don't agree with it. But don't abuse a woman. I do agree
1: with it. Listen, I'm sitting over here and I'm like, okay, I, I actually... Uh, agree with what you're saying, even if it comes to, because it's women that will fight men, and then men are thought to be able to, I mean, like, supposed to take it. Like, no. it. it, If, 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 oh, son, if a woman is trying to beat you, I'm gonna need you to hit back at some point. Protect yourself. I mean, like, you might not want to knock her out, but you're not gonna just sit there and get beat up. So, yeah, it's, it's, don't be abusive, but not just for men, but for women also, because women, um, literally, can be sometimes more abusive than men because they know that men are trained to take it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's kind of funny because um, I was just in another interview right before yours, and I was the lady had some issues with abuse and things of that nature. And in a relationship or previous marriage of mine, I was actually in a relationship with a woman who was physically and verbally abusive towards me. And I was like, what? It's like, is she crazy? Do she really think that I'm going to sit back and take this? (laughs) Like, no. And then I said it to her, like, are you crazy? Do you really think that I'm going to sit back and take you trying to abuse me or trying to punk me out like I'm some little punk? No, you got the wrong guy. Like, you need to step back and reevaluate yourself because I'm not the one for that. So she would continue to try anyway and I would stop her from hitting me. But when she picked up a weapon and I told her before I even done it and I told her in the beginning of the relationship, once you pick up a weapon, you become a totally different person to me. I don't I don't care what anybody has to say, I don't care about the stereotypes. You're not about to take my life at right. my expense or yours. So don't pick up a weapon, but she picked up the weapon anyway, and I had to take. I had to defend myself. That's just the way it's supposed to go,
1: and and and, and you're supposed to because um, abuse goes both ways, and a lot of people um, don't like to talk about it hmm. or seem to be unaware. Even when it comes to cheating, manipulation, all of those things, um, people act like there are only R. Kelly's of the world when there are Madonnas of the world too, because Madonna is running around here with little little young guys you know 20 they in their 20s it's the same thing you know what i'm saying it might look a little bit different but it's the same thing and so you know a lot of times we give men i'm like a i'm a woman's woman that means that i am i advocate for women um in ways that make sense to me i'm not with all of everything that the feminists be on. Um, because everything isn't isn't right to me but i'm also a a sister you know what i'm saying i'm also a a brother's uh best friend because i have cousins that i am very close with and i would do anything in the world to protect them to teach them to help them to grow them so as much as i'm a woman um, I honor men just as much as I honor women and it's a lot of people that think that they got to take sides yeah. well if I'm all for women then I have to say something negative about men no it's good and bad of both <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and and until we can account for the balance and the influx um, we'll always be kind of divided like we're trying to see who can be the nastiest yes. versus who can love the most
0: yes. My, wife's, my wife, she's about fairness, inequality, and she doesn't believe that everything that, that a woman does is right, and she doesn't believe that everything that a man does is right. It's all about the, for one, it's about the upbringing. It's about mm-hmm. what you were taught when you were brought up. And some people totally dismiss everything that they were taught once they reach a certain age, then they start to go out and do their own thing. Now, perception is another thing so whatever we perceive as good and bad detect- dictates that if we're going to accept this person in our life or not accept this person in our life but the biggest um misconception and mistake that most people make is we accept somebody without truly knowing who we're accepting in our life and that
1: yeah, that that, that that part because um people definitely meet and they automatically glean the people that they barely know. And it is the the biggest travesty that I think people experience as humans. Um, Even the romanticizing what you think people will be like um, based on whatever they, you know, show you up front versus really getting to know a person and their background. Like you said, those things are so important because you might think that you know a person and then you realize, you know, uh, and, and that's what I say. Like I always say, my ex-husband wasn't a bad person. I just didn't really know him. I knew what he wanted to present to me so that I could be um, head over heels for him. So if I told you that, oh, I at the time, I, I went to church a lot. I, you know, if I tell you all the things um, that I like and then you transform to become everything that I like, eventually you're going to be who you really are. And it's just a matter of time to where Will I see it and recognize it or will I be, um, you know, at the time I was in church deep, will I be just forgiving? Oh, he'll change, you know, he just needs the blood, you know. And those things really fog your mind because it's it's forcing you to see something that's not really in that person. Sometimes it is, um, but most times it's them putting on a facade um, to the point to where now, Sometimes I like talking about stuff because I judge people on, uh, were you acting like that before I told you about these things or did you start doing it once I told you now? Because now I know that no matter what I say, you're going to try to do whatever it is that I say just so that you can seem cool versus actually being cool. Because if it was in you, then you would be displaying it before I start talking about it. So I kind of, it, it took me a while to get to that point. Because at first, I used to get got. I used to, you know, post about different stuff. And then somebody come over and be talking about that stuff. And I'd like, oh, they was talking about. No, they was on there trying to spark a conversation based on that. And it made me actually like to post certain stuff online. Because when I get in- around you, that's not what I'm trying to talk about. I don't want to talk about this- I post it online. That is not the conversation I want to have. That was an online conversation. But it tells me a lot. If you're trying to talk about what you see online versus actually getting to know what's on my mind for me, you know, in person, because I think about different stuff and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, they only, they all get just a little portion Mm. of the bigger Mm. thought process of my mindset.
0: Yes. And that's totally understandable because you only, you're only going to put enough out there to intrigue people and then once you've got their attention now it's time to give some insight and some details about what i'm actually talking about so that you're not Mm -hmm. you're not fully focused on that misperception that you had from just that little bit you read
1: (laughs) yeah because the the and it's crazy it's almost like when you go on any of the blog type sites you could read a headline on there, and then the story be totally different than what the headline depicted. You'd be like, this that didn't have nothing to do with the body of what was going on. That, that was just totally like random. Uh, but that's how they get you to read it. That's how they, and and, and that is the part because um, in this age that we're in where social media is the thing, everybody is trying to put out a facade on social, social media. So is are you really this person in real life, whether it is the fake bodies that look perfect online, but when you get to seeing them in person, you realize that it ain't as structured as it looked when they got to, that's why they always tip it on their tiptoe because they got to make it look round. Cause if you stand straight up and turn around, it ain't going to be looking as round as you thought that it looked. It's an optical illusion, but that's the way it is in life, especially with the social media It's like people's on here with their highlight reels with the best of everything and then at night like relationship goals i can't have a relationship goal based on the internet because at the end of the day when it comes to sierra and russell i don't know if they're really happy when them cameras go off and them kids is running around driving them crazy and that's not just them but any of them. You know, it's so many people. Um, People love Will and Jada before they actually knew who Will and Jada was. When that Red Table Talk, you really get to know them as people. As individuals and not their celebrity. And now everybody like, oh, I can't stand her. No, you didn't know her to begin with, but Even what you're getting on that doesn't tell you the full array of a person. Those are just still sound bites and clips of a bigger conversation. That's
0: true. That is true. Um, You um, spoke on something earlier on in the conversation. You spoke on spirituality. Um, Can you enlighten me about the topic about spirituality and growth outside of religion? What brought about that particular um, statement or or topic?
1: So, um, I did not grow up in church, um, although I went to Sunday school with my um, grandmother-in-law and um, friends, families. I would, like, spend a night, and we would go to church, and I was always intrigued, mm-hmm. um, but I spent six years in church after I got the military. I was kind of like... Um, in need of structure, still some guidance, and I was feeling lost um, just dealing with PTSD, coming back from war. And that was something that I got into. Um, But probably about year six, um, I started to question um, what we were learning. And then the biggest question I had that really started it is why was there so many versions of Christianity? Like, why is it AME, Baptist? Like, why are we so separated if we're supposed to be one? And that was the first thing that kind of triggered it. But I was also going to school for applied management with psychology. So, you know, the more you read into psychology, the more psychologists is like, um, that is mind control. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> the, when. You- when you start looking and when you start reading what they're telling you about psychology and how mind control works and how the mass, and it's like, hmm. And then that kind of understanding psychology kind of like it was a trickle effect. And then I started looking into other little things. And then I read the Bible. um I've read the Bible six times. um The very last time that I read it, I'm talking about front to back, read the Bible. The very last time I've read it, mm-hmm. <laughs> when you, because you got to read it, the first time you read it, you're going to read it the way they told you to read it. Yes. Then when you read it again, you get a little bit more like, well, wait a minute, now, let me look up some of this stuff that, that's in here and let me crawl. You start to, cross. if you have a college degree, and you really look at the Bible, you will begin to desire to cross-reference the things because in college they teach you cross and yes. You can't just have one source for That's something; good. it got to be multiple sources. You got to. Yes. <laughs> and when you begin, to, when I began to fact-check it, it just it wasn't like making sense. Then I started researching more outside of what religion told me was okay because you know religion scare you. You can't look at nothing else. You can't see nothing. Because they realize that if you look, the truth is really going to set you free. And and, and when I think about that scripture, literally, if you start to research the truth of religion, um, whether it's Christianity, being a Muslim, um, you know, whatever it is that you research, you will see really that most religions are a foundation of somebody else's qualifications and then we're going to just shape our life around what they did because they did it right and even though their life is based on them they have a a specific purpose they have something in particular for them everybody is trying to base their life off of somebody's life that they can never like you're never supposed to be that you are supposed to gravitate to the things that you can learn from the person and implement it into your life so that you could do what you're called to do but everybody's trying to do what the other person did
0: but it turns into, and I, I love the way you worded that because it turns into the very thing that they tell you not to do, which is idol worshiping. Because you're not supposed to worship another human being, nor some intricate item. You're not supposed to do that. But yet,
1: so when we talk about when we talk about um, when we talk about Jesus, like that's idol worshiping. Right? Um, at its core, even the cross is idol worshiping if you're looking at it biblically. But when you start to do the research and you start, okay, well, wait a minute. Now, this stuff looks exactly like the stuff that was on the ancient Egyptian walls. And wait, a, they didn't, there's a lot of trickery going on here. Yeah. And once you start real, see, but then that's when you start losing your friends and your family and everybody that has that are scared themselves to learn more or go outside of what they've been placed in fear to think. Um, Because now they like, well, wait a minute, you you must be worshiping. Girl, no, this is just solid information, and I can show you and tell you everything that I'm saying and and back it up. The only thing that you can show me is your Bible, but you can't back up nothing from nothing in that Bible. Matter of fact, my favorite scriptures... Yeah, my favorite scriptures in the Bible is the ones where they are telling you what Jesus and God had a conversation about when nobody was there but Jesus and God. So who heard overheard Jesus talking to God and what God said? Because if it was a two- there, <laughs> They were
0: the only ones there. That's just, like, <laughs> so, that's just like two companions in the bedroom holding a conversation and nobody else is there how can you tell me what they said
1: but somebody else said talking about yeah you know they was over there and they was doing this and this is what happened like (laughs) how do you know if it was not so um so that all of those things kind of was a trickle effect and then I started looking into um the Anunnaki um I started looking into into aliens and the um (laughs) the foundation of um the, it, like it, like planetary type stuff. Like I started looking into like it. It I am a research junkie. I'm like um, I want to say I have like a OCD type of thing because once I start researching, I will have like a hundred tabs open and I'm just going and Okay, click. Okay, click. Uh, and, and, and this one might make me have a, open a whole different window because it says something that I gotta understand a little bit deeper than what is how it's written. So it, it was just really a trickle effect of information that I was like, okay, God, I'm, I'm with you now. So what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? And and show me those things. So then I started looking at um Lithia, um the the Adam's first wife, like and the foundation, like it's a lot of things that are told to us. To appease us, to control us, and to comfort us mm. all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, so if,
0: if um Eve was Adam's first wife and she wasn't, she was the second. See.
1: And when I, I got a book about Lithia, and um the way that it was explained is that Adam and Lithia both came from the earth, so they had the same power. Mm. And then when she didn't want to be subjected to him then it was like she was like i'm not doing this you're not about to rule over me basically so then that's why eve came from his rib because it was somebody that he could rule over versus somebody that's made on his level and instead of being it's like right now a lot of people have a hard time finding somebody that's on a level they want somebody that's low
0: that's true that is so true (laughs)
1: Okay, I don't know what happened. So <laughs> oh so that's that's kind of how it started for me with um understanding spirituality. I started I mean, literally I was looking at the International Federation of like the planetary side, but then I also started realizing that when you think about the twelve tribes um that's in the Bible and the twelve planets and the twelve zodiacs, and you start realizing there's a lot of things that we are told not to look into, but that are, like uh, so much of our life is bl- based on the universe and the planets and the solar system around us. And because it's kind of like, um, even that has been whitewashed um, mm-hmm. to where you won't be, because if you know enough, then you'll realize that we have more power than we know. And then we're not easily controlled. So, you know, we can't be manipulated. So, um, but it's hard to talk about this stuff to a lot of people because people are like, "Oh God, dude, bro. But a lot
0: of a lot of this information, uh, I had an uncle. Um, that R.I.P. to my uncle. He um, was teaching me stuff ever since I was five years old. So I had been studying this stuff for a long, long time. So when you mention Anunnaki, I kid you a cluster of information that came to my head at the moment that you mentioned Anunnaki. Um, The ancient hieroglyphics, um, Anu, um, Ra, um, um, different Egyptian deities, um, it's just so much. And then when you mention the cross not being exactly what it is. The original cross was the Ankh.
1: And
0: mm-hmm. once Christianity came about trillions of years later, that's when they decided to cut it down and make it a thinner piece.
1: See, but you know what? Even even, even in the way that it's given to us now, when you put Jesus on there with the halo on his head, the crown of thorns, it's still the unk. It's just done in a less dramatic way, so you really won't recognize what it is at the end of the day. And, and it's so crazy because it's so much trickery within almost everything, um, and then the numerology. Because if you really, once I really started understanding numerology um, and and angel numbers and things like that, I started realizing. First, I thought that everything was a the sign. Then I started realizing that people are using the same things that they know exist. As signs, whether you're talking about gas prices, whether you're talking about something for food, the addresses, you know that we're not we're the last ones to know (laughs) and understand, (laughs) but you can see it through everything. And um, so all of those things it made me understand human nature a little bit different. So when I got divorced and I started working on myself, it was like, man, I would be sitting around and I'd be like, man every time i noticed this it's also this so it was like a cause and effect type thing and that's how i um developed spiritual human behavior because i would be like man i got this theory i would call one of my homegirls up like i got this theory i'm gonna call this theory uh such and such and such you know like okay and this uh, i wait a minute it'd be like every other day i was like man i got this theory and every time this happened this happened. so now i've built a whole nine hour audiobook based off of behavior patterns and where i notice those behavior patterns come from yes. that's why my book is called spiritual human behavior because there is a spiritual aspect to human behavior that goes unnoticed because everything that happens to us it affects our souls which affects how we move and operate so your spirit is like the mental capacity of what you do your soul is your heart capacity and then your body is just your vessel in order for you to operate and function those things together and so um it it was it was like a very hard process because for six years i had been hardcore dedicated to christianity and serving in the church and all of that and you know when I started realizing that the order of Melchizedek had nothing to do with tithing and what, you know, it was just so many things that, and then I was hurt because I felt like, why did y'all lie to me? And then I had to come to a point to where, to where I realized that they weren't lying to me. They're just regurgitating what they were told. So they're just as oblivious to, to things as I was until somebody says, Hey, Hey, that, that ain't, that ain't what you think it is Mm -hmm. and, 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 and get them so intrigued to where they will go look at it again on their own. Now it's some people that know the truth. Like I believe Bishop Jakes, he knows more than what he teaches, but in the position they have to do what they got to do in order to keep that money coming.
0: You, you said it, you said it because there is, and this was something that I studied I probably shouldn't say it, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I have no fear. There is an organization of ministers, priests, um, from different organizations, different religions, but they have their own order outside of the people who they teach about the Bible. And a bunch of them do not believe in anything that's inside of that Bible, but yet they teach it.
1: Well... It's, it's it's almost like when I went to see um, that Nat Turner movie, it really was enlightening to me as far as how the Bible began to be taught in the bell, uh, Bible Belt states. The ones that they was like, the, just the term Bible Belt yeah. it, it should arrest your attention right there. But it, it, was, it was when I saw that and I saw how they were giving money to the people that was giving the message out that they needed to get out you know, it was, it, so it's the tax benefits, it's all of the perks that come with it. And then it's the reverence. And then it's just like, you know, that they don't want you to know what they know, because as long as they know more than you, that they can control. You Now I don't think that Bishop Jakes in particular is trying to manipulate people, but the position that he's found himself in, he can't just turn around and say, well, you know, I really know something different because now it. it it would be de- devastating. It was devastating when I really realized the things that I learned about religion versus God. Because I always have to tell people, God was around before religion started. <laughs> like God has always been here. It's not. It's not the other way around. It's not like oh, God only exists because Christianity. No, God was God way before that. <laughs> and um, so it's a lot of people that struggle with that. I, I was disappointed. I was. I was hurt. I mean, I was hurt. Hurt like oh my god i can't believe that this is the truth and they telling a lie and i went on an attack of just trying to not attacking people but attack attacking what they're telling that's wrong and um even till recently like um when creflo dollar just recently came out and talked about tithing wasn't really (laughs) biblical like and I was like, I've been saying that because I be trying to listen. To, sometimes I try to listen in church. I don't go to church. I haven't been in church in many, many, many years. But I'll go every now and again um, or I'll try to listen. Especially since the pandemic, but sometimes I be listening and I get so turned off because I'm like, This is not the truth. Why is y'all t-? and then I'd be stopping the message and I gotta make a video. I got I got videos of me listening to something that didn't said and it make me create a whole episode like, nah, that ain't it. Uh uh uh-uh, uh 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 And so but I've gotten to the point to where I don't wanna listen to people just to debate what they're talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. That's true, because I'll be
1: debating people forever because they're gonna always say it wrong and do it wrong because it's in the best interest of their pockets,
0: yeah. Yeah, and they gotta line their pockets because if they don't line them, ain't nobody else gonna line them for them. They're they, they
1: gonna them be back pockets. on trying to look for a job. Those exactly. pe- people like that can't go and get no job, no. they can't go get no, you know what I'm saying, like right now. If everything went wrong for me and I needed to go get a job, I could go get a job. And it ain't going to be no, like, picking up Uber or whatever the heck. You know, you could just do so. You can't, T.D. Jakes can't go, you know what I'm saying, say that he he learned the truth about religion and, and the truth is set him free. And now he's going to do something else because, one, people going to question him. He's going to always be, you know, who he is. Um, but it'll be a lot of backlash. And some people can't deal with that
0: truly thank you this has been one wonderful and great <laughs> conversation definitely thank you so much for being on the part of the show being on the show thank you for serving our country everything that you have done all of the teachings that well, i greatly appreciate you so much and hopefully i can get you back on here so please tell the people where they can locate you your information
1: well first thank you for having me this has been a great conversation Um, I am on Instagram at Speaking Freedom. You can um, go to my website. I got three websites, SpeakingFreedomTV.org, SpeakingFreedom.org, and edu-freedom.org, backslash shop to buy books. Um, This is where you can find me. I I am on social media, um, but I don't post. At one point on social media, I had 70,000 posts. I don't post as much as I used to. Um, I used to post like 100 or something posts a day, and, you know, it was jumping. But now I just don't have that type of time and energy to be just sitting on there posting. In. And Instagram is totally different now. So if you would like to follow me on Instagram, it is Speaking Freedom. Same at um, on Twitter. And um, I'm around, Speaking Freedom TV. Um, I would love for you to listen and enjoy and give me feedback.
0: Yay, definitely. Thank you so much, Dr. Casey. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure. You have yeah, a- this
1: conversation yeah. went all over the place.
0: <laughs> but guess what? We still got something out of it.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right, next time. Let me know when you want me to come back.
0: Most definitely. I will definitely send you a message. So peace okay. and blessings to you. Have a wonderful day. Have a good weekend.
1: <laughs> you too. Bye-bye.